0: Hey, everybody. Um, Welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David.
1: And I'm Pepper Proxy.
0: And what a week it was.
1: It was a week, and we are recording this on a um, Memorial Day holiday, so it's really nice to have you home on Monday.
0: I know. I'm here on a Monday. It's It's awesome. It's a rarity.
1: (laughs) I wish it was like this every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you have going on this week?
1: Well, um, we have had really great weather, so we've grilled out a couple times and um, just kind of hanging out, but there was something that you sent me in the news that I became a little, um, oh, a little, I became a little curious about, and it's a tragedy, but there's also like some very odd elements to it.
0: To the tragedy.
1: Well, not yeah, to the tragedy, but also to the people that were involved in the um, deadly plane crash.
0: right. There was a plane crash, and it was basically almost everybody that was important at a church.
1: Yeah, well, in the way you told me, you you kind of it was kind of like you revealed the little elements. Because what you told me was there was a plane crash and um, also tragic. It's very tragic. Um, But there was a plane crash and all the like seven people perished and they were all leaders in a church. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second thing you told me is nobody that was on board that perished had the proper license to fly the plane.
0: Correct. They did. Two of them had had either a plane license. Well, one had a plane license um, that was out of date, and another one had a plane license, but not for the particular level of plane that they were flying. Yeah.
1: But the, which they owned.
0: It was their own plane.
1: Well, I I. Re- I... Like we learned that later, but that's how you, you told me about this story. Mm -hmm. And so I was going into it thinking, that's so weird. Seven leaders from a church perished in a plane crash and there was no pilot. Like that's how I like first started to think Mm -hmm. about it and, and get, I was, I became intrigued. Little did I know some would argue it wasn't a church, it was a cult.
0: Yes, and I think I did a pretty good uh, leading into the commercial break, Keith Morrison. Uh, <laughs> you
1: so did. <laughs> lead in
0: to draw you into uh, the story.
1: You did. Without
0: revealing exactly what the true nature of why I wanted... I, I, I intrigued you without getting to the core thing in the You story. did
1: such an amazing job. Wait, can we go off on a tangent for sure. just a second? Um, have we ever talked on the podcast of how the people from um NBC and the, the people that film Dateline came and filmed you for a segment and allowed you to the, do the Keith Morrison lean?
0: Uh, no, I, well, I don't think so, but that's <laughs> Can kind you of tell whole that? story. Would
1: you tell that a little, a well, they, little they story? Were do... This is a tangent, but it's a great yeah.
0: one. I mean, the the, the lovely part <laughs> of it is they were very nice and they, they um, sent a crew to film a segment on uh, Archie McPhee's candy canes. Yeah. And um, in the course of doing that, um, we went out to lunch and I started asking him what else they filmed. And they said, Oh, they did a lot of Datelines and they worked with Keith Morrison a lot. Yeah. And I had said, You were, um, and you were more so at the time, but you loved uh, Date with Dateline and True Crime podcasts.
1: Right. So I did, I like, I, I still really, really respect and admire the Date with Dateline women because I don't really watch a lot of Dateline, but I loved their recaps.
0: And we had had a joke about Keith Morrison for years. Um
1: for years. And Bill Hader did such a great Yeah,
0: Bill Hader yeah. added to that cuz Bill Hader's uh Keith Morrison who takes great pleasure in describing disturbing things to the people that witness them is yeah. is great. <laughs> and uh, there's actually a great video clip on YouTube of him meeting Keith Morrison and uh them kind of having a little bit of a Keith Morrison off
1: and Keith Morrison, don't you just love him? Like yeah. he, he's like a great guy.
0: Yeah, he seems really nice. And and uh, they, uh, but they they were talking about how they he does the lean, and he's the only uh, reporter that they let do the lean, where he might be against a tree or pop out from behind something. Yeah. Or, and so I was like, when when it came time to film my segment in the Archie McPhee store, they let me lean, even though you can't see it in the final shot.
1: Right. Um, you sent me pictures yeah, of it. I was so excited. There's a
0: great picture of uh, Shauna took of me leaning in the Archie McPhee store with the uh, Keith Morrison's film crew, which is great.
1: Would you put that on our newsletter? Yeah. Um, so A Date with Daylight, it's Kimberly and Katie. And it really is a great podcast. I highly recommend it. Okay. And they love all of the hosts from Dateline, so they're respectful. And they they just recap Dateline episodes. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a tangent. But I feel like this plane crash could be on Dateline. It probably will be. Do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, depending on um, if there's any kind of malfeasance involved, if it literally was just like, something mechanically went wrong and the plane crashed. I don't know what they would talk about.
1: Well, I don't... I I would think that a mechanical issue would be the least of our worries, considering there was nobody on that plane that w- was appropriately trained and certified to fly it. Right. <laughs> so I think that's probably but the But I don't
0: think it was murder.
1: Well, it would be murder-suicide, I guess. Yeah, if it
0: was somebody. so. Yeah.
1: Um, but my my guess um, as to who is flying the plane is Tarzan.
0: Right. Well you haven't even said what the church is. I know is or... that, that that
1: was my little like teaser.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the husband of the female founder of the church played Tarzan in a Tarzan movie.
1: I think it was a TV show in the nineties. A TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um but when I kind of research the church a little bit, I'm flabbergasted. So the um, leader, her name is Gwen Chamblin Laura, or Laura, and she founded the church um, with her first husband, it seems like. His name is David Chamblin, But it was originally this whole, it wasn't about being a church, it was about a weight loss program and like dieting.
0: Yeah. And she actually has her master's degree
1: And diet. Like that's As a why dietitian. I was, I, that was so crazy to me because it was like, well, she seems like this. Um, I, I think she's had, she not only has disordered eating, but I think she is one of those, um, or was one of the, the women of her generation, her era. Cause she died when she was 66, um, she was born in 1955, where the way you looked and your thinness correlated with how good you were. So she started this, um, weight down work, work um, workshop, um, as after she got her degree, she got for her first degree. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking it up her undergraduate at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And then she went on and got her master's degree um, in food and nutrition from Memphis State University. She was a registered dietitian, a consultant. She was a faculty member at Memphis State University for five years. So um, she's well-educated in the field.
0: Right. And her her basic diet, as I've... I've read about it is that there are two kinds of hunger.
1: <laughs> okay
0: There's physical hunger and emotional hunger. Okay. So her whole diet is yeah. based around hunger control, not not exercise or um, nutrition or yeah. anything like that. It's literally eat when you're hungry, stop eating when you're not hungry. And if you're eating, if you're hungry for emotional reasons, read the Bible. And read the <laughs> yeah. Bible until you're not hungry anymore.
1: But I have to, say, yes, in a nutshell, I think that's a really great summary. But I can just tell you for sure, I, I would challenge the fact that she ate when she was hungry. Yeah, like physically hungry. I doubt if she did.
0: Yeah, and she has some pretty incredible hairstyles as well.
1: (laughs) She does. So she started as this dietitian with kind of normal hair, I think, and then um, wrote a book on weight loss and um, her theories and and that and that evolved into um, a like theory, like theology. I guess that would be the word. Mm-hmm. Like pairing like pretty um pretty sharp Christian beliefs. What's the word for like fanatical? I guess. Yeah, pretty pretty um bible-based Christian beliefs with weight loss and control of food.
0: Yeah, and um hunger. And for the most part, um, from what I read, it sounded like for a long time her Christian views were pretty mainstream. Yeah. But then when they took kind of a more cultish bent, she declared that um, Jesus was not equal to God.
1: Oh, I didn't. Tell like, me more about that. <laughs> so that. so in most
0: in most Christian theology, God and Jesus, and in some cases the Holy Ghost, are all the same and slightly different. They're like different aspects of the same thing. So, uh, that's
1: why you do the, um, crossing of your heart and touching your head. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, um, so God and Jesus are on equal footing in most of Christianity. Yeah. And she said, no, she's like, God sent Jesus down and boss Jesus around. And Jesus, um, was holy because he did what God said, which is something a cult leader would say, because they're saying it's, it's not that they were all part of the same aspect that were rejected by man, which is kind of traditional Christian values. She's saying that God is the boss and Jesus did what God said and use that as kind of a model, I think for her own church.
1: Yeah. It, so again, they just passed away. So no disrespect for the dead, but it was something I, she was all over. Like she had, um, her first book, she sold 1.2 million copies. Um, and so it was like, she was, I had never heard of her, but she was in the current affair. She was a Dateline in Australia to bring it back to that. There
0: was a whole hour of a Tyra Banks show on her. Yeah, it's Tyra like, Banks. Yeah, she's such an investigative journalist. I don't know how she could have gotten, <laughs> gotten fooled by by this woman.
1: But she was another like I guess other media that was a, maybe a little bit more reputable,
0: like Larry King Live.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So her second husband was the tar- was Tarzan, um, and. I just, I was, I'm so fascinated because it just feels like, um, her church was so founded in self-hate and just like that whole diet thing is something that's so difficult for women period, but especially like women, my age are a little bit older, um, to like be able to like not even be like body positive but just body neutral that's like a trending thing right now it's so difficult and so for, f- to have somebody her that's at the Remnant Fellowship Church like preach that that is something that makes you more holy and closer to god is just so out there it's just so out there and she's been so accepted by so many like mainstream Thanks. Yeah,
0: and mainstream Christianity accepted her for a long yeah. period of time, too. And she made a mint. A mint. Because she owned a jet.
1: The, yeah, she did.
0: But she, she couldn't did. afford a pilot.
1: Yeah, what happened there? I don't
0: know. <laughs> we, we were saying, too, that this kind of reminded us of um, Brethrenarianism. Yeah. Which, um, if you don't, have never heard of it, is... Uh, religious belief, belief that some people connect with um, Hindu or guru uh, mm-hmm. thought where uh, you don't actually need to eat. You can survive on air and sunlight like a plant.
1: But what? But wasn't there, like through chlorophyll, um, through the sun, vitamin D, Wasn't there some, like, thing that was uncovered from the leaders of that cult?
0: Just about every... There's many variations of it over the years, including ancient ones, which you could never prove or disprove because they're just stories. But one of the more recent... I thought
1: there was, like, a ho-ho incident. Well,
0: there's, like, like, (laughs) the the one you're thinking of was um, the one in the 90s who said that he was a Brethenarian, and... He got uh, caught leaving a 7-Eleven with a Slurpee and a hot dog. (laughs) And he he came up with this great excuse that there's um, 3D food and 5D food. So three-dimensional food and five-dimensional food. And he declared uh, McDonald's cheeseburgers and Diet Coke five-dimensional food. So it was okay to eat fifth-dimensional food.
1: Oh, I, I don't think he shared that with his followers until he was caught.
0: Probably not. <laughs> but I thought, and there's a there's another documentary about another guru who they um, they caught him like through a telephoto lens eating a big meal at a restaurant. And All of them have eventually been caught out, but they all have that same weird idea that yeah. there's some kind of spirituality that can be gained by depriving yourself of food.
1: Well, it reminds me so much of Keith Ranieri and Nexium because mm-hmm. um, it definitely that definitely factored in from what I've read and learned and watched and heard. It definitely like fed into their belief system that um, the women needed to be really thin, and um, there was a whole lot of control put on how many calories a woman ate. And it, it's interesting because, as you have said, and I think somebody who was able to get out of that cult said, it's really hard to make decisions when you're starving. You're yeah. literally starving and your brain isn't functioning. And it seemed like it was a very, um, very pointed way that Keith and, and some of the leaders that that, in that cult they, they intentionally did that to weaken their followers to be able to control them more.
0: Yeah. And if you're pretending to not eat, but you're secretly eating. Yeah. You have a leg up <laughs> on everybody. Because you're... You
1: have two legs up and you're I, sitting on a sofa. <laughs> I,
0: I was... Um, I was You know how on uh, on menus now they put the um, little logo for vegetarian or a pepper yeah. when it's hot? They should put a 5B. <laughs> For fifth dimensional food, add that onto the Denny's uh, menu so that when you're there, you're like, I'm a breath breatharian, and I, I, oh, oh, they have uh, the Grand Slam. It's a five D. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, I can eat it. I I was actually looking at uh, chiropractic.
1: So chiropractic, what? Chiropractic,
0: it's um, it's the which everyone knows is the study of the adjustment of the back, which now has been. Uh, somewhat accept as a mainstream idea, but I was looking at the founder because I don't know anything about it other yeah. than some people said it was BS and some people say it's true. I have no knowledge or opinion over efficacy of any of it.
1: Yeah. I, I have a secret to admit. What's that? I sometimes watch YouTube videos where people get adjusted. Whoa. I find it relaxing. <laughs> well,
0: do you find it relaxing? Do you find it relaxing to watch the adjustment? Yes. Does it make you want one?
1: I, I'm I'm a little fearful, but I'm more open to, you know, I've had acupuncture and I've gone from thera- uh, therapeutic massage. So I'm a little bit more open to it, but it scares me.
0: Yeah, I looked at the Mayo Clinic website and they said for some people, the, their language is very careful. Uh, it helps with lower back pain or headaches. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't help you after one or two visits, stop. That's yeah. what the Mayo Clinic that says. That makes sense. Because... Their risks are huge. They're they're infrequent. They're real, but they're real. They're like it doesn't happen that often that you get the worst of you know a herniated disc or any of the other things that can happen from doing it. But if it does happen, it's a it's a real thing. So they're like only do it if you're getting some value out of it. Don't think like if I do this for a long time, it's going to get better. But the founder, uh, D.D. Palmer, he said he got his ideas about chiropractic adjustment from uh, a spiritual visit <laughs> from a long-dead doctor who came to him. So
1: from a ghost.
0: When he was on a spiritual doctor retreat. Doctor ghost.
1: Wow.
0: And um, the doctor came to him and revealed all of this. But another story that gets told, which I actually like better than the spirit doctor yeah. story... Because that one sounds unlikely to me.
1: You don't think that's right? What's the guy's name? Doctor D.D. Palmer? It's,
0: yeah, he wasn't a doctor.
1: <laughs> of course he was. Why would I assume that? <laughs> well, you know how
0: they—you know how they put initials after people's things to indicate stuff. I yeah. He, um, he
1: did he have a DDS? Did he? Well, no, I DDS? was saying
0: he he went by DD <laughs> Palmer, which made me think like that was a way of implying that he had oh. some degree. His name was Daniel David Palmer.
1: Okay, but yeah,
0: so the other you could, stri- could have
1: slipped an R in there, He could have
0: slipped an R in there. The other story that people tell, which I think, um, probably did happen mm-hmm. uh, in some capacity, is. There was a hard-of-hearing janitor that hung outside of his office. Before he was into the whole chiropractic thing, he was doing um, magnets. So he would <laughs> use magnets to adjust the mag- magnetic fields of did your body. Did he wear
1: copper bracelets, Probably. Too? Okay. Probably. Okay.
0: And this janitor told him a joke that he thought was hilarious. So as you did, it was a back slapper. He slapped him on the back.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And the janitor... It was a hard slap, and the janitor was like, ouch. But then two weeks later, he, came, that's
1: what he said, he said yeah. ouch.
0: It was amazing. And the, so then two weeks later, he came back and he was like, hey, you remember when you slapped me on the back and I said, ouch, like two weeks ago? And, <laughs> and Palmer was like, yeah. And he's like, it made my hearing better. And so,
1: okay. So, so that's the birth.
0: So after that point, he was like, oh, If you can adjust the back, you can change every part of a person's health. Wow. Because all of these things, including that diet, church, and everything, they pick one thing to focus on and say, if you do this one thing, it fixes every other part of your life because this is the stem. So he found his stem because he thought it was going to be magnets, but too many people (laughs) were doing the magnets. So he went with adjusting the spine, which uh, I can't remember the actual term, but it was something like restoring the innate intelligence of the body.
1: Oh, that's good. I I can't believe they don't still say, say that's what well, it's called. Well, they
0: try and avoid saying that because <laughs> there's pure people who are pure chiropractors and then there's mixed chiropractors. And most of the ones that are mixed chiropractors believe in modern medicine Yeah, and incorporate Actual modern medicine and massage and do what See, they
1: do. See, I think that works. I really do.
0: But the pure people just think if your spine is lined up correctly...
1: Everything's okay.
0: Yeah, your whole body is healthy. Oh. So, oh. so, and they thought you could cure disease. Um, any medical problem that you had was a result of a maladjustment of the back and could be fixed. And... Newspapers at the time basically referred to people that went to him as suckers. <laughs> and so they were like, hey, remember the dude with the magnets?
1: D.D. D.D.?
0: D.D.? You remember D.D. with the magnets? Now he's like uh, twisting people's spines and cracking them.
1: Wow, people, he made the papers.
0: He made the papers. And they were like, oh, yeah, he's a big, a big uh, fraud. Okay. So um, <laughs> he also was very anti-vaccination. Uh oh. He said, I can't believe that you could restore the health of the body by uh inserting animal filth into it.
1: <laughs> so he was Well a, when he puts it that way. I kind of like, I don't know if I want animal filth in don't my you, body. Don't
0: you <laughs> Don't you wish though that if you went to a chiropractor's office they just made you tell jokes until you told one so funny that it cured your health problems because they had to eat, a
1: backslider. They had to hit you on the back. You know I, like you're not gonna agree, you're not gonna like that I say this, but I almost think I could see that back slap perhaps helping somebody who's having hearing issues because maybe there was some fluid in his inner ear canal, maybe sure. he had a lot of wax buildup, and that sure. slap kind of loosened it. So I could maybe see that happening. Maybe interesting
0: so um but i back to your church (laughs) cult church so they they kind of think the same thing where any problem you have is because of your relationship with food
1: or your no you they want you to have a lack of a relationship with food
0: eat when you're hungry stop eating when you're full if you're emotionally hungry read the bible
1: And again, I have to say it again, this, um, I'm so sorry, the, the, these people perished. I really am. But I read something about, um, the leader, Gwen, I think her name was Gwen, um, doing, having strategic photography and kind of like enforcing or harping on her daughter so much that her daughter would lose weight. This is, again, allegedly her daughter put out a press statement about her mother and said, you know, what a wonderful mother she was. And and that. So, again, this is all alleged. Um, But it seemed like some folks were also saying that within the family photos, as well as the higher ups in the organization, they would strategically place the individuals that were quote-unquote not skinny (laughs) in the back and hide their bodies with the folks that were, I guess, more godly. Again, allegedly.
0: With the ones that could have their hunger quelled by Bible reading.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I was kind of interested in. I
0: I was kind of fascinated, too. Not that I want to read it, but... She wrote multiple books on this topic.
1: Bestseller.
0: And it made me wonder if that's the basic foundation of the whole thing.
1: How many words do you need?
0: Yeah, it seems like <laughs> it seems weird. I mean, it obviously It could be a
1: tweet, couldn't it? Obviously all those books
0: are the same like, you know, It starts with a long story yeah. about how you came to this conclusion. Yeah. Then you uh state your Four beliefs, one each chapter. Yeah. Eat when you're hungry. Like you go yeah. through and then probably fake up some scientific evidence to support yeah. whatever whatever you're saying. And then uh, what's what do you fill the rest with? Recipes?
1: <laughs> what would that recipe sound like? I don't
0: know. Some kind of Bible recipe. Noah bars?
1: Yeah. <laughs> or just a Bible <laughs> quote to yeah. say, all you have to do is read this. You're not going to be hungry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, anyway, that was my my, uh, thought.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. All
0: right. (laughs) All right,
1: bye. Bye. Don't
0: forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com.